Welcome to Coached Soul, a podcast for a better you. Your host, Steve Hudgens, is a licensed professional counselor, and your co-host, Julia Canton, is a therapeutic coach. Together, they discuss various topics, providing a different perspective on life and insight that you are not alone. On a non-emergency basis, you may contact them at area code 918-280-8690 or coachsoul.com to provide them with new topics, feedback, or to request an appearance on the show. And now, here's your host, Steve Hudgens. Hey, welcome back to the show. I am so excited about introducing another author of my two sins of self-love. And Natalie Villeneuve is with us. Did I say that right, Natalie? Yes, you did great. Sounds sounds very close to it. (laughs) I just need to have a better French tongue and a French accent and I'll have it right. You know, tell tell the audience a little bit about you, Natalie, about your background and and about your name, mm-hmm. yeah. your heritage. So, so honestly, you said it really, really well. Uh, my name is Natalie Villeneuve, uh, Natalie Villeneuve in French. <laughs> so I was born in Chicoutimi, Quebec, Canada, beautiful town uh, surrounded by mountains and and gorgeous rivers and a lot of just natural beauty everywhere. Um, So growing up, I always knew that I loved to draw. I loved art. I loved to uh, make people laugh. I was a little bit of a clown growing up. (laughs) And uh, but I always wanted to travel. At a very, very young age, I wanted to learn English. I wanted to travel. And uh, I did that when I was 13. Actually, I joined a marching band and uh, we traveled to uh, to Denver, Colorado. And um, yeah, so uh, at 17, I, I moved to uh, Montreal, studied graphic design. Actually, it was fashion design first, then graphic design, then uh, just like uh, fine art. So, uh, you know, I, I love art and I also love to uplift people. I'm, I'm an uplifter, an encourager. I've been here in Connecticut for, it's going to be 20 years. I can't believe I'm saying it's 20 years <laughs> in December. I have two wonderful kids and uh, happily married. So yeah, things are good. Things are good. So pardon the expression, what drew you to becoming an artist? <laughs> I love it. It became a safe place for me at a very young age. Like I would mm. say uh, when I was probably my first like first grade in school, um, I remember we had an assignment, a teacher, you know, gave us an assignment to draw circles. And that's to me, it was just so easy. I was just like drawing circles. I was having fun. And I looked around me and my little ki- my little friends were having a really hard time drawing circles. So I was like, hmm, interesting. I can do something that they can. And it, at that point, I had uh, self-esteem mm-hmm. issues as, you know, a, 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 you know, emotions that you don't really understand as a little girl. So when I drew, when I did my thing with art, it made me feel good. In a way, uh, when I was at school, my teachers recognized that talent. And uh, I was like, oh, I, I was in heaven. I was like, okay, let me do this for you. I would do posters for the class. I would, uh, you know, really uh, help out in 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 that sense where I was also, it was also also a way for me to escape because I, I didn't like to, 
I, I didn't like to talk about myself. So whenever I was doing my drawing, my art, I didn't have to be like too social. <laughs> so when you think, when you say a way of an escape, what is that like for an artist that just escapes? Do you come up with an image of your own? Do you see some abstract and you just draw your interpretation of it? What What is it that artists do when they try to escape and get into the art? Mm, that's a good question. And my style of, of uh, doing art is actually uh, uh, impressionism. So it's part figurative impressionism. Mm. And my muse are women. I just paint women. So when I... I, you know, I get like uh, inspired by something somebody said or something I, I, I like to observe. So let's say I, I see a mother with, with her daughter kind of, you know, bonding or whatever. That's going to inspire me to, uh, it's going to give me some like an image. I, it starts with an image in my mind. And then I just, I'm in front of a, a blank canvas and that's the best place for me to be because that's where uh, I just um, start creating a vision that's in my mind and it's liberating it's freeing it's um uh and and i and i work quick whenever i have something in my mind <laughs> i usually can create a painting and illustration within a day or two oh okay so, yeah so when you think what, what is it about women that inspires you to just draw them what are you mm -hmm. trying to capture i i, I capture beauty but I call what I do emotion on canvas. Mm. So um, for me, rendering beauty, it's it starts with the inner beauty. So if I see something to me is beautiful, and it could be something like a woman like that struggles, but you can see that she has the strength to, you know, keep it together. And uh, so the strength of women, uh, and again, emotion on canvas uh, is like what uh, the my best way that I can. Um, explain what I do and women because I don't know but whenever I try to do a guy he ends up looking like a like a girl anyway so <laughs> <laughs> it's just a natural thing and I uh, exaggerate the curves and and the length of the uh, uh, you know like the arms and the legs it's totally disproportionate my French is taking over my English today it's disproportionate <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. yeah, long, very long arms and long <laughs> neck, and uh, yeah. So, so when I think about what you're seeing, and I'm seeing the portrait hanging up in your office, there is there a special painting that you drew that really you just fell in love with what you drew? It's very interesting to answer this question because yes, um, and it was in 1987, and it stems from a sad story. Hmm. Um, but the painting I, I did, uh, the first week I came back to school after, uh, uh, my, my, my dad passed away in 1987 and I was at school. Uh, I just went home for a week and then I had to come back to school and, uh, we had a painting class and the painting I drew, I, I, I did was of, um, just a face with like like dark eyes and uh, tilted head, but the woman had like kind of, you know, back then in 87, we had Walkmans. <laughs> yes. So she has like this Walkman just going uh, down to her neck with a, a lock. 
And so she didn't hear anything. She didn't want to talk. Her lips are very shut and black eyes. But I, the way I explained it, it might not look pretty, but it turned out very, very like a strong emotion. And from that painting, uh, it, it it become it it became part of my style the way I draw eyes the way I you know the, even the hair and everything so it it really became um, like me like at at a very like uh, hurtful place in my life I was able to dig so deep and um, you know bring out the that that side of me that 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 part that part of me that uh, just wanted to be real be authentic and create something that's not necessarily like you know like pretty or it was a gray phase too so so with a tragic event losing your father yeah you create this masterpiece that yeah. is kind of representation of you yeah do you did you find that drawing this was a healing experience for you when oh, your, your father explain that Yes. Well, uh, so my father um, uh, committed suicide and uh, I didn't accept it. I felt abandoned. Uh, I felt um, like I'd, I was I was upset. I was mad. I, you know, I took a long time to even talk about this. That's just like two months ago. I came I, for the first time I wrote uh, uh, the, the story on, on, on social media. I, I shared that. So um Painting this was definitely healing. Uh, it was like, you know, I'm able to keep it together. I'm able to go through this because I'm still, I still have my talent. I still have, I can create like, beautiful things and I'm not broken from mm -hmm. that. I, so it was definitely a way for me to heal and um, to move on. I can't imagine. Early, but... Well, I can't imagine what you were feeling, you mm -hmm. know, at that time your father committing, you know, suicide and all the emotions that were within you. What is it that you find or even suggest to other people who have lost friends, parents to suicide? What is it about that was freeing for you through your artistry? Mm -hmm. And then what, 20 something years later, now you're writing and, and expressing it for the first time, mm -hmm. kind of captured those two moments of how did that artistry and writing it help heal you in a way that you feel peace now with your father? Hmm. So it was uh, 36 years ago. So for 36, I, you know, I kept silent. And if you would look at that painting I created, that, like that woman is like just closed like there's no emotion. She's not going to talk to anybody. She's not going to hear anything. So the first thing I felt when I shared that story uh, just about a month and a half ago was, first of all, support. Um, I I was like, OK, I'm doing this. And actually, I I, I erased it twice. I deleted the, the my post twice. And then finally, uh, I, 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 I hit, you know. Uh, publish or whatever uh so support and I felt lighter and I'm and I was uh you know what I, I don't understand why it took me so long I just was kind of telling myself uh you know I I'm fine I I, I moved on I, I don't even have to talk about it but um you need to because you can't do it alone and it makes you so be, it makes you feel supported um you 
you, you have a voice. So, um, and it, it, you know that it's going to help other people. So I think healing comes from helping other people. Like your full healing is going to happen when someone's going to say, you know what? It, it, my father committed suicide too. And it happened on the thread. Like I was reading people's comment, I uh, got over like, I don't know, over a hundred comments. And it was just reading the comments made me feel better and better and, and more, you know, uh, helpful and how it can serve. And, and that now I, you know, if somebody asks me, uh, you know, how did you lose your dad? I used to say it was a car accident. Well, no, mm. it, you know, it was from suicide. And um, the, that too long after my, my mom died from cancer, they both passed away in their early fifties. So, you know, uh, I think going through like grieving is, is different for everybody. And, um, I think the, the faster you're able to open up and accept that you can get people to help you just, I, you know, I just refuse to, to, to get help for some reason. Yeah, it's uh, definitely at a better place. And, and I love that I'm able to share that story. Let's uh, touch that, a little bit about. The story in the book. <laughs> yeah, I want to touch a little bit about how you felt about with your dad. You you kind of hit it and say it was a car accident. Mm -hmm. What do you think was behind where you hit it? Was there some shame, guilt? Yes. Help the audience to kind of understand yeah. that what they're going through is normal mm -hmm. and the healing aspect was healthy for you. When you do talk about it, kind of share a little about what was going through your mind that you didn't want to talk about to anybody about your dad's death. Mm. I think there's a lot of uh, guilt, shame. Definitely. Uh, you hear, you hear people say, Oh, you know, people who commit suicide uh, go to hell. You know, they, there's no heaven for people who kill themselves. I'm, I mean, there's all these like, uh, like really negative talk. Um, and also people saying, you know, uh, it, it, it's cowardly to commit suicide. It's abandoning people. So you, you kind of start, you you focus on on the the negative things mm -hmm. or maybe you don't focus on it but it just somehow it it it's it becomes very present so i didn't want to participate in that conversation whatsoever so it's better for me to say yeah it was a car accident uh because i didn't want to engage uh and defend him because i didn't understand it for a very long time and uh, now with the you know um um, mental health being more out there, right. uh, you know, it, it's, it's, it, it became obvious to me that he was sick and he was not able to, uh, you know, to, to get help. So um, it's, it's not that he abandoned, abandoned us for, for him. He, you know, he was um, doing us a favor. He was really ill. So Talking, am I getting away from the, the, the question? No, you're 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 on spot. And and I want to point out that it's so easy for us to hone in on the negative. And it's difficult yeah. to find some positive light into this. And one of the things about because I'm a faith-based person, I did disgruntled with Christians who judge and say, Well, you're going to hell. Okay, so who made you God? Mm. That's just the mm. way I look at it, that God is the ultimate judge. And who are we to judge his creation or say anything about it? 
you know, the, the thing about it is whether the Bible says yes or no about heaven or hell and, and things of that nature, who's the ultimate judge is mm -hmm. God. Did mm -hmm. he not show mercy on whom he showed mercy? That's the way I look at it. It's up to him on who he chooses to save or say, you know what, the heart, it just wasn't right. The thing about what you're describing is that, yes, it was an illness because you look at Robin Williams and his suicide and how quick it was. It yeah. was a disease that was was haunting him. And no matter how much help he tried to receive, it is very challenging and very difficult. You can have the best support system and still feel that negative. When I was going through that 34% chance of living with my cancer, I failed my natural cancer exam uh, six different times because I had underwent chemotherapy uh, four or five years earlier. And it's mm -hmm. just chemo on the brain made it difficult to test. You're talking about a four hour test, 200 questions, 60 of them don't count because there were test questions for the next exam. And then the score would always alter depending on everybody else's score. So if somebody scored four of people scored higher, that meant the score went up. So I even missed the exam by one point. Oh my goodness. And it's like so devastating. But my LPC supervisor, you know, uh, was great and being supportive of just because you don't pass the exam doesn't mean that it defines who you are as a person. Oh, and that's, that's good. You know, one of the things that I even had a friend who would say, well, do you think God wants you to be a therapist? <laughs> After failing six times, don't you think it's enough? Don't you think it's time to hang your hat? I was facing all kinds of things. This was my last chance to taste this exam or I'm not going to be able to do anything. And I left the telecom engineering field to become a therapist. So it'd be hard for me to get back into it. But I remember a night that a lot of things impacted me. And my spouse left because she couldn't handle my health conditions at all. And I felt so alone. I had mm -hmm. a great support system, but I felt alone. Mm -hmm. And I contemplated, do I give up now? And I think if we can defeat the negative, start looking at the positive, like you were expressing, you started looking at the positive aspects of things. You got into your artistry. And what helped me was I passed my exam seven points higher than the necessary score. Here I am working on my doctorate's degree, no cancer, in great health. And you look at here you are as this artist. How freeing was it for you to not only create a picture, but now you write and you hit send. And that's an unnerving um, feeling when you hit that button, like you're hitting a nuclear button <laughs> and the whole <laughs> world kind of explodes. But here you are having the courage of being vulnerable. Mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit about what that felt like when you wrote this topic and you shaking finger, hit the button, and now it's out. 
Okay, so so now we're talking about um, the the post that I wrote about um, you know my father committing yes. uh, suicide. Um, the 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 story, by the way, uh, in my chapter for uh, self love is not about that. Okay, I go I I go back to like way earlier than that. So when we talked earlier, and I said, you know, I decided to write about. Um, an issue growing up as a little girl from like the age of five till I was 13, I dealt with something like I did not understand what was going on. I was like isolated. I was so um, when I so now to and I hope I'm making sense. But when I, uh, came, you know, told about my 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 dad's suicide uh, after 36, 36 years of uh, not sharing that story. Now, when it was time to write in that cha- that chapter, I was like, okay, um, you know, I started to talk about myself to be authentic. So now I, I, I can't, I, I cannot talk about that. I can't keep that <laughs> in, you know, in a box. It needs to come out because that's what I meant by a clean slate. Right. Uh, and I, and you know, really, um, like that's being even. I think that story in the book makes me made me feel even more vulnerable than talking about my father's suicide so uh so i'm i'm coming out i'm just like getting like the weight off my shoulders and i feel amazing and it shows in my art even like just to show you like this picture right here oh wow yeah uh it's i i, I never paint with yellow I, I i do have yellow in my paintings but that's not like the main colors not, and right. i was just and so this image, and I have chills because this this illustration, um, when I put it on on Facebook, uh, got so many comments. I go, oh, Natalie, this is so uh, uh, just uplifting. So I always called myself an uplifting, an uplift, an uplifter. But you can't uplift other people if you not fully uplift yourself and free yourself from like those that that those dark issues that you still you know keep keep secret. I like what you have to say about the free, you know, we're going to do a part two for our audience because I do want them to understand the story of yours uh, because I do like this book, my two cents Mm -hmm. of self-love because it brings in 30 different perspectives of what self-love is. But going back to what you said, you go through this painting that was really dark. Yeah. And you, talk about these things and you feel lighter. What could you tell about women who are going through dark times in their life? How would you help them Mm -hmm. to overcome this darkness that they feel, whether it's a death, whether it's domestic violence, whether it's a situation they feel trapped? Mm -hmm. What do you recommend for women to maybe free themselves from the bonds of the darkness? Mm. Uh, I think it starts with uh, awareness, um, introspection, um, uh, knowing that you are not alone. So um, the reason why I'm so passionate about creativity is Mm -hmm. because by doing creative um, things, by journaling or gardening, or drawing, or going to a paint class, it makes you uh, leave the, the 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 your 
your um like whatever problems you have like behind and as you become creative you find solutions you become um uh, you, you because you're you're freeing yourself and and kind of focusing on doing something creative you're able to see your situation that you're in with a different perspective so if you're having like like you're right in the middle of something very dramatic, uh, you're in a bad relationship. And um, I think just find time, as much time possible by yourself. But of course, you know, surround yourself with uh, with support too. But you need to go within, like very deep within and search why, what made you, you know, get in that situation and and how find your strength because i paint women because mainly i do see their strength i do see their inner beauty and and how they they're nurturers and and um i just love women uh, but i'm happily married <laughs> so uh, man uh, your man. Yeah. but yeah i i I always come from a non-judgment. I'm so accepting of of everybody and anybody. People are very easily very easily open to me. Um, but to come back to like you know, if if you're struggling, honestly, well, first of all, find me on on LinkedIn or Facebook and and send me a message, and I'll I'll you know we can we can have a chat. Uh, but uh, just reach go go inside of yourself because that's where the solution is that's where your strength and your power lays and don't let anybody take that away from you go back to whatever you you know what did you love about yourself at that that time in your life what were you doing and um, get back there no matter how you'll find a solution to go back to that woman that you really are and Nally, I really appreciate our time together and the inspiration that you can bring to women. Uh, we're going to go into a part two for our audience because we left off on a cliffhanger because it's so easy to say, go into this and do this or that. Mm-hmm. But it's we need to look at how do we explore this with women that you went from such a low self-esteem to you are just extremely confident and that'll be part two and kind of discussing that in this book that's coming out uh or that came out in july the 7th by the time this is done you know fantastic everybody take care of yourself be blessed until next time thanks for joining us today we hope to have you back next week until then be safe and be kind Thank you.